Hey Mike, have you heard? T-Max 3200's back. Thought you'd like that. Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 85. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Friday night, Saturday morning. It's technically Saturday morning, and I normally don't do one, but <laughs> I got that call in from Mr. Neil Piper, and uh, he's right. The announcement from Kodak today, or actually yesterday now, was Kodak T-Max 3200. So as you know from the last couple episodes, I'm super, super pumped about it. Uh, Neil Piper gave me a nice little call-in, his first call-in. And uh, you can see him on Instagram at Neil, N-E-I-L underscore Piper. He actually on his Instagram stories had a a little video of his film fridge and it was impressive I thought I had a backstock of film going on that I needed to start burning through but uh, he's got a, a lot of film to get through but uh, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of one of my goals this year is uh, to shoot up uh, quite a bit of this backstock of film that I have in my freezer um, because I have quite a bit of I even have some stuff in there it's pretty heavily expired but most of my films in the actual freezer and then in my refrigerator area uh, next to the beer <laughs> I keep uh, rolls that I kind of plan on shooting pretty soon so I kind of like rotate them that way and then of course all my Polaroid films are in the little uh, vegetable drawers and the fruit drawers the crispers keeping that Polaroid film crispy I guess that's what they're called crispers I don't know <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the T-Max 3200 announcement did come out, so uh, uh, I am super happy about it. Uh, the FPP sent me an email today, obviously, about it, and they are already taking pre-orders for it, because it is going to be available in late March, I think that's what they're saying. And uh, so I promptly went ahead and pre-ordered two rows of it. Now, it's not cheap. I think it's like $10-ish, $10 or so a row. But the FPP was offering a um, $1 off each row if you just did the code, uh, the promo code SAVE DOLLAR. And I'm not sure how long they're doing that little promotion, but I was able to save a dollar off each row. So it came around around $9 or so a row. But uh, T-Max 3200, when it was originally out, wasn't cheap then either. So... Uh, it was always one of the more expen expensive uh, black and white films from Kodak, and so it didn't surprise me that that was the price range. And that will certainly not discourage me because I love that film that much. Um, when I used to shoot it, I, gosh, what did I develop it in? I believe I developed it in the T-Max developer back then, and uh, so... Uh, I haven't used T-Max developer in quite a few years, so I think I'll probably use d76 is what i've been using lately the good old generic but verse i guess basic basic old d76 but you know it gets the job done and uh it works on a every black and white film pretty uh pretty i mean you kind of know what you're getting with d76 i guess and i haven't been that adventurous into checking out other developers and learning what they'll do for me and this and that so far i'm just kind of happy with what i'm getting out of d76 and haven't really 
you know, uh, delved into all this, what different developers would do for different films and how to use those and get less grain or more grain or more sharpness. And, oh man, you start reading about developers and it can get out of hand real quick and you can kind of get your head spinning and, and it's just, uh, yeah, it can be, uh, it can be really confusing, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things I'll get around to trying some other developers, I guess at some point, but for now I have a quite a bit of D 76 I got to get through. So when I get this T max 3,200, we'll see how it does in the old D 76. But, uh, also I really need to do a podcast tonight because, uh, I was super pumped to hear, I was listening to the classic camera revival episode number 38 and I've been listening to that program, I've heard of all their programs, I've listened to every single one of them and so I've been listening to them for quite a while. They only come out with like one podcast a month but uh, there is, it's a really cool podcast that, and I've talked about them before on this podcast in, in episodes where I've mentioned podcasts you should be listening to and they are definitely one of them but they, you know, um, they basically will, you know, take some cameras and really dissect them and talk about them. And, uh, it's not a good program to listen to if you don't want to spend money because they'll get you interested in cameras that, uh, you either didn't know you wanted or didn't even know about, but then suddenly you'll have to add more cameras to your want list. So, uh, but, and another thing I kind of like about them is at times their, uh, their humor gets a little, uh, into the middle school humor territory, which, uh, I'm quite guilty of myself on this program here. So, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the reason I'm saying all this is on that episode, they gave me a huge shout out or gave this podcast a huge shout out at the very beginning of the episode. I couldn't believe it. I was floored. Like, uh, oh, I just made my day and I was, I might've even, might've even done a fist pump or something, you know, like a woo, but you know, I don't <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was really awesome. And I certainly appreciate uh, them uh, showing me a little love. And because uh, I certainly want to give them a lot of love because it's a great podcast and very entertaining. And uh, they know their uh, they know their stuff about cameras. So uh, it's just always uh, always a good listen. So if you haven't checked out Classic Camera Revival, by all means, check them out. So also on the T-Max 3200 announcement, I forgot to mention, it's only going to be available in 35mm at this point, much like Kodak's upcoming Ektachrome. And uh, someone apparently has already emailed Kodak about this situation, whether it would be offered in 120. And Kodak gave the same answer that they gave on Ektachrome, saying it will depend on cells, whether it's will be you know viable to bring out in the 120 format now t-max was never t-max 3200 was never available in 120 so if they did it you know it would be a kind of a first time thing but you know ilford has their 3200 in uh 120 as well and uh so it'd be interesting to see if kodak uh tries to give them a little competition and bring out the 120 format i'm a little bit if there's any disappointment in this uh, announcement, it's that uh, they didn't bring it out in 35 and 120. It's just 35 millimeter for now. But you know, the way I look at these things, all these new new films are always a positive. And you know, if we buy them, support them, 
then um, maybe we get 120 film. Uh, maybe we get more emulsions being revived. And that can only be a positive thing. Uh, speaking of Ilford, kind of funnily, funnily enough, right after Kodak's announcement went live on all the social media, <laughs> Ilford put out a picture of, posted like a photo of their Delta 3200. And uh, I forget what, what did they say? Uh, never or always been here or, or never, I don't know. Something like, uh, like basically saying they've they've always had this. They never killed it, and they're not bringing it back. So I can't remember how they worded it, but uh, Ilford getting a little getting a little saucy. Shots fired from Ilford, like. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was funny, you know. And I'm a big Kodak fan, and uh, I don't have anything against Ilford. I think uh, they're a good company to uh, support because uh, they definitely have all their eggs in the film photography basket so uh you know there's nothing wrong with supporting Ilford but uh it, it was kind of funny it was definitely a kind of a little jab at Kodak and apparently later on they kind of uh you know were nice about it and it was like hey you know new films being introduced is always a good thing so they kind of you know softened softened the blow so maybe they weren't shooting real bullets it was like uh, you know maybe it was like Nerf gun uh shots they were firing at Kodak there but uh but uh yeah so it was just kind of funny but uh also when i finished the podcast last night um and was uploading it to get it live on all the podcasting uh catchers or whatever you want to call them uh literally while i was uploading and while i still didn't know you know it was going to be whether it was actually t-max 3200 that was being reintroduced uh some of our fine listeners uh let me know that it was T-Max 3200. Uh, it's packed. Neil Piper's call in. Uh, <laughs> he he kind of did the call in before uh, before I even went to bed last night, or, or actually this morning, I guess. Uh, so I knew even before I went to bed that it was T-Max 3200. Like I think I don't even know if this ep- if last episodes was even was even live before it was actually got announced. So uh, it was funny. Uh, if I had just waited another half hour, I would have already had the details probably before I did that podcast. But uh, so, yeah, but it was still exciting. So uh, also, uh, you know, getting us some some good interaction on the face group, Facebook group that we that I started for the uh, the Facebook group is the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast. So definitely join that group. Um Actually, Neil Piper was one of the first to uh, to join it. So, uh, uh, and we now we're, we're getting getting some uh, some new members uh, here and there. So, looks like it's gonna be fun. Had a little conversations already. So, if you uh, don't hate Facebook too much, then definitely go to that group and join it, and we'll get you in there, and and we can uh, do do some more nerding out, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? Um, well, it's the weekend, and I now have three straight days off, and I'm so looking forward to it. Um, and I would like to tell you I'm going to accomplish all sorts of film photography goals, but I've had a goal for the last three weekends to just process or just develop uh, like two or three rows of film I have in my refrigerator that need to be developed. And I, 
but something always happens and I never get around to it. So hopefully this is the magic weekend where I get to uh, uh, get some film developing done. And uh, so hopefully you guys are going to have a little more productive weekend than I. But, uh, you know, um, uh, that's I, I'm, setting my, I'm, I'm setting my goals really low. You know, I'm going to just... My, my goal is just basically, hey, hey, Mike, uh, how about uh, developing some of that film in your refrigerator this weekend and getting it scanned? How about that? And uh, that's, as, that's as high of a goal as I'm going to set because I know what how these weekends end up going. But uh, <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, probably Monday night I'll do this podcast again and I'll be like, yeah, I didn't get that film developed, but who knows. Uh, fingers crossed. So at work tonight in the factory, we had kind of a kind of a long breakdown. Some of the robots were giving us trouble. I basically feed robots parts for them to build a door for the pickup trucks that we make in my factory in here in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I had a little bit of downtime. So I was like, let me read about this. You know, I'm excited about this T Max 3200. Let me see what the general consensus is and. You know, you get on these forums, and I should probably never go to these forums because, I don't know, for the most part, I feel like there's a lot of positivity, and, you know, we should be positive about anybody bringing out new films. Uh, but, of course, you have your negative people, and it sort of, uh, sort of irritates me a little bit, but it is what it is, you know. Uh, everyone is... Uh, Everyone has a lot more uh, bravado online than maybe they do in real life. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and I remember one time I was on a forum of some sort, and I, forget, I don't even know what the subject was, but this guy was on there, and he was like a professional wedding photographer, you know, shooting all digital, which probably makes sense as a wedding photographer, even though I know a lot of wedding photographers have returned to film. But, or at least offering film packages where they do half digital, half film. Um, but this guy was complaining about some of the young dudes that run, that work in the lab slash camera store that he gets, takes his, uh, that he gets prints made, I guess, or I'm not sure what he gets done there. But, um, but anyhow, he was complaining about these hipster kids and uh, into their film photography. And, you know, of course, everyone loves to hate on the hipsters, man. And I, it gets really old. But uh, I am too old to be a hipster. But I actually am uh, pretty happy about the hipster movement and their embracing of vinyl records and, and film photography. I mean, this whole film renaissance wouldn't have happened without... These so-called evil hipsters that everyone likes to make fun of, but uh, but I think it's just really silly. And uh, you know, there's worse things they could be into than old film cameras and film. But this guy was saying that oh, you go in there and their attitudes just all they do is make fun of the old-time photographers shooting digital. Though the profession, they make fun of all the professional photographers in this town shooting digital and and make fun of their photography and they just have this attitude if you're not shooting film then then you're not a real photographer and they're just snobby about it and all that and i hope that's not happening i have not seen that um and then one of the things about this film community is it's been overwhelmingly positive and we have kind of 
I think the way we, the best way we approach this is like, uh, you know, you go ahead and shoot your digital cameras. They're just not for us anymore, you know, and uh, you, you keep chasing your megapixels and your $2,000 lenses and your new bodies that come out every six months that makes your old body obsolete and all that. You you keep doing that. That's fine. That's your game, you know, but that we're out of that game and we're happy to be out of that game. But let's, I just, I hope there isn't this, I hope we haven't gotten cocky, <laughs> I hope that the the film photographers are not getting cocky at this point because while there's a renaissance, we're still a very small portion of the photography being taken these days. So let's not get cocky. Let's not be negative. Let's play the, uh, let's uh, let's take the high road, you know. Uh, They always say, uh, don't punch down. So, uh, and I feel like you're punching down when you make fun of digital photography, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> so I, I hope that's not the case because, uh, you know, we need this thing to, to you know, stay stable. And we don't know how long this will be stable. We don't know if this is just a, a revival or a renaissance that's going to last for two or three more years and then start dying again. Or if we can build this, hopefully we can keep building it. But the way we keep building it is to stay positive and... Um, encourage people to shoot film and don't look down on people that don't and don't act like elitists or snobs about it so while I haven't seen that uh, particular attitude uh, growing or spreading in the film photography community I hope that it isn't and uh, so let's uh, if you're if you know somebody that's doing that or you see that tell them to knock it off but uh <laughs> But uh, okay, Uh, I think that's it for this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. You can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography, and you can email this program at guttermanphoto at gmail.com, and you can join the Facebook group that is Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast. All right, everyone stay positive, take some cool film photos, have a great weekend. I will be talking to you sometime this weekend. All right, take care. See ya.